Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to chase your joy, find alignment, and create a life and a business that you love using actionable methods, interviews, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host, your always hype woman and sometimes ass kicker, Amanda Chills, and I am so proud of you for choosing to step into your power. Come along, we've got dreams to build. Hello, Root of Power fam. We have got Donna Skoglund with us today, who is going to talk about something that I suspect I have never had anyone talk about. So this is very exciting. She comes to us from California? Kelowna. It's a place in BC, Canada. Kelowna. I was, I lied. (laughs) (laughs) She comes to us from Canada today. So welcome. Hello. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Dude, I am excited. Will you tell us who you are, what you do? And maybe like the most fun thing that you're doing right now. Ooh, okay. So I am a yoga teacher, also a health and life coach, mostly for yogis, because that's the people that I know. Those are people, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so I have a group coaching program where I coach mostly yogis or people that are into yoga into an Ayurvedic lifestyle. So that is like the sister science of yoga. And Mm -hmm. it's based on developing healthy habits and making that just a consistent, normal part of your day so that you can have less stress, more energy, better sleep, healthier digestion. Life is better. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. And then I do just life coaching, one-on-one life coaching on all topics, all things. And I love it. What's your favorite thing to jam on with like life? Um, well, I love, I love coaching on relationships. Hmm even though like I'm totally in the health world and that's like kind of the the thing that I probably talk about the most. I actually love yeah. talking about relationships. And Which I think is health coaching. Like our relationships oh, quite literally make or break our lives. Absolutely. I mean, it is the number one factor and contributor to our happiness. And it's the thing that, that really- you know, can create the most like unhappiness and, and yeah. conflict and problems in our lives, even related to health and like how we take care of ourselves. Yes. I teach a lot on relationships and I am always um, surprised when I have to teach people that relationships should be transactional. Like they should be viewed kind of similar to a business relationship. I'm like, if someone handed you a job where you have to club baby seals, for a living, even if they paid you like $10 million a year, you'd be like, I'm not taking that job. That's not for me. But then we'll, we'll like date somebody who are like, oh, it's the personality equivalent of clubbing baby seals for a living. But we're like, this person should definitely be my boyfriend. Yeah. Or girlfriend. And it's like, why Why do we do this? Yeah. No. You're right. It has a huge impact. And I would be willing to bet a lot of people come to you looking for like health and wellness and one of the hugest barriers to them being happy is their relationship so it makes sense that you end up like talking about a lot yeah and also because when you're living with someone you like you've got their habits and then if you're wanting to change your habits yep those habits are now different then it's like for example having like a husband that wants to sit on the couch and eat popcorn like at 11 
at night and you want to stop doing that, you want to go to bed earlier, you don't want to eat late yeah. at night, that becomes really hard because if that's like connection time, what mm -hmm. are you going to do? And so yeah. these are all real obstacles to changing your own habits because our habits are contagious. Like who we are surrounded by actually highly influences us. Yeah. And, you know, our behaviors and our actions. So mm -hmm. it's a real thing that like people, we need to strategize around. We need to like, yeah. Out. How is this going to work? How did you get here? Were you always into yoga? Was this like a twisty, turning, wibbly wobbly path? Yeah. So I was a dancer and I, from when I was like three years old, and I moved to New York City to pursue dance after college. And I realized pretty quickly that I just didn't have that drive to just keep putting mm -hmm. myself out there over and over. I went to one audition, it was a horrible experience. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so I was like, because really. really, that's what, you know, dancers and actors and in New York, that's what you do. So right. waiting tables, that's where I met my now husband. And he went to a gym that was right below a yoga studio. And he was like, you should check out this yoga studio. And so I did. And okay. because I have this background in dance, I was naturally flexible and in my body. And it just came really yeah. easily to me. So I started doing it and fell in love and then decided to take a teacher training and became mm -hmm. a teacher. And then, yeah, so that was about 18 years ago. Wow. And then 10 years ago, I, after my second son, I have two boys. Mm -hmm. I was suffering postpartum depression. We had mm -hmm. moved to New York City to where I live now, which is, mm -hmm. I think of it small, it's 200,000, around 200,000 people. But for yeah. me, I grew up in Houston. Definitely not New York City. Oh, no. Yeah. So comparatively, I just felt like I didn't fit in. I didn't yeah. have my own family. I didn't have my own friends. I didn't have a community. I felt completely out of place. Yeah. Lonely. I was suffering postpartum depression. And so I was like, and, and yoga was like my savior for just, you know, the one hour a day. But it, as mm -hmm. soon as it was over, I was back into just feeling overwhelmed mm -hmm. and stressed and yeah. lonely and depressed and all these things. So I was just, I was looking, I was searching, and then I found Ayurveda, which is, again, like I said, yoga sister science. So I found it through yoga and I started learning about it, which is all about just daily habits and daily routines. And I just started to shift my daily routines. And yeah. as I did that, I had more energy. My mm -hmm. depression went away. Yeah. I felt clearer. I felt better. I felt happier. And I was like, I got to like, I got to tell more. I got to tell everyone. They yeah. should know. Yeah. yeah. So I started, I, that's when I decided to do this and coach and yeah. Yeah. And it's also, so, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say it's, I remember very clearly I was just teaching yoga at the time and I was trying to like make more money doing yoga because, or teaching yoga because you don't make a lot of money. as the yoga teacher. Right. <laughs> and we had just bought our new, our first house. And my husband was like, you got to make more money. Like this is not. <laughs> Listen to me, we got a house to pay for. Yeah. And he was like, you should sell insurance. And I was like, do you know me? Uh, I have zero <laughs> interest in, in doing that. No, thank you. And so at that moment, I remember clearly making the decision that, no, I'm going to find a way to do what I love for a living. And I believe that that's possible. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So that's, I, I was like, I'm doing this. I'm making this work. I am going to. Yeah, go to your real home, like, and we're yeah. going big. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. How is it going for you? So you've done it for about 10 years now, 10, 12 years? Yeah, yeah. It uh, it's amazing. I love it. Mm -hmm. I absolutely, I mean, it's like, I can't believe I get to do what I love 
every day, all day, and and, and yeah. make a great living doing it. Right, and it's totally possible, and it's really, really wild to me when I work with people. Um, I literally had a client probably a couple years ago now, and <laughs> I think they struggled with me at first because I tend to be like a pretty happy person. Like I've done this work for a long time. I call myself out on my bullshit. I do what I need to do. Like I do things I like. I also had a lot of support to be able to do that. Right. So, so she struggled a lot with me in the beginning because she was very sad, like very depressed, very like grew up in a very victim mindset home and everyone is against me and everyone's unhappy. Like I literally don't think she knew a single happy person um, in her life. And I'm like, that makes me so sad for you. And one day we were talking and they said, well, everybody hates their job. And I said, well, that no, first of all, I love my job and I make good money doing it. Like you can have both. And it made me so sad. She was probably in her like mid twenties to, to have a person in front of me who I'm like, that doesn't have to be your reality. Like just because that's all you've seen doesn't mean that that's all there is. And it made me so sad for her. And she's like crushing it now. I'm like, oh, yes, bitch. But there's so many people like that who they literally don't know. They literally don't know. And like, no, it's not easy. I think entrepreneurship is one of the, listen, if you want to come to Jesus with every fear you've ever had. It's the the greatest spiritual practice ever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. And probably parenting. I can imagine like parenting oh, yeah. and yeah. entrepreneurship are both big fat yeah. well, It's like you're bringing something into the world and like you're nurturing it and taking care of it. Right. And yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it just makes me so sad that people give up before they even try simply because they don't know. And I'm just like, it's hard, but it doesn't, it doesn't have to be hard. Like it doesn't, yeah. it gets yeah. to be easy sometimes too. So I, I love that for you. Do you think that not everyone is necessarily meant to be an entrepreneur? I don't. That's a good question. Um, I think anyone can do it. That doesn't mean that they, that doesn't mean that they want to, but like entrepreneurship is essentially like anything else, a set of skills, right? Like mm-hmm. people can in the realm of possibilities learn these skills and quite literally apply them because that is a muscle memory. But I think some people can't get past themselves Mm -hmm. and they can't get past their mindset and they can't get past their fears. Like it, it's going to bring your biggest fears up. Yep. That just happens. So like theoretically, yes. And kind of like healing, right. Or like, yeah, anyone can heal technically because it's a set of skills that you can practice and get better at. Whether people, oh, sometimes what I say is really harsh. Sometimes whether people are cowards or not has nothing to do with me. And and that's something I'm sure you've seen as a coach so much where like you can only educate someone and empower them. And if they leave the call and they're like, well, that was super great, but I'm not going to do any of those things. That has nothing to do with you. It's heartbreaking, but. Yeah. I mean, you've got to want to do it and you've got to be. Like you can. Yeah. But will you? Totally. Exactly. I think a totally different question. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. Yeah. What is Ayurveda? Do I pronounce it right? Ar- Ayurveda. <laughs> Close. Almost. Yeah. Ayurveda. 
<laughs> we even so, still know what it is. I've never had anyone come on and talk about it, but it, I find it fascinating. Yeah. So the word itself means like the science of life or the knowledge of life. And it is really, and I like to call it the art of living. And it's really, it's, it's the oldest written healing science in history. So it's over, it's over 5,000 years old. And it comes from the same, the reason why it's called Yoga Sister Science is it comes from the same ancient texts. Mm-hmm. And this, those, these are the same ancient texts that like Feng Shui comes out of and like even Chinese yeah. medicine and all these things. So it has really stood the test of time. And it's all about, there's several things, like key things about it. One is that we're connected to nature and whatever is happening in nature is also happening on a micro level inside of us. So it's all about understanding like the cycles of nature and like how energy works in nature and how it how nature affects us. And then when we sync up with like essentially circadian rhythms, yeah, our body balances out. So hmm. it works better. We work the way we we live the way that we're meant to in terms of like being in harmony with nature. So that's a lot of like where the yeah. lifestyle is like that is you know determines when you want to wake up and when you want to go to bed and when is the best time of the day to eat your biggest meal and yeah the best time to exercise and when's the best time to focus and work and I love just having this kind of blueprint for yeah. how to have optimal energy how to have experience peak performance how to yeah. just have your body function at its highest level so it's really just understanding these like subtleties of like mm-hmm. energy and how it influences different times of the day. So yeah. that's that's like one part of it. And it is all about getting to like the root cause of imbalance. It's not just addressing symptoms, it's, a, right. it's like a preventative medicine of like, let's make sure the gut is healthy and yeah. that like, these basic rhythms are in place. And that often takes care of like 99% of all the problems. Yeah. And, and it is also very individualized. So it recognizes that we're all different and yeah. we're all unique, you know, constitutions. And so mm-hmm. what works for one person might not necessarily work for another. Right. So it's all about understanding your body, your patterns, your tendencies, what you, you know, what you do that takes you out of balance and exactly what you need to bring you back into balance. Yeah. It's just not a one size fits all approach. It recognizes that we all, you know, are unique and it's about learning how to read your own body and be able to know exactly what you need. Yeah. Bring yourself. Versus someone who doesn't live in your body giving you a formula. Yeah, exactly. That's something that if I could kill something in the coaching industry, it would be that. Well, oh, yeah. this exact blueprint worked for me, so exactly. it worked for you. And it's like. That's exactly oh. it's the same thing. Because, yeah. And then you feel like if it didn't work for me, there must be something wrong with me. Right. And Versus, of thinking you do the wrong plan. Yeah. 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 I, and it, I, I 100% agree. It's like we have to just really find out what works best for each one of us. Right. Just have our own back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. We love this conversation. I love that you talk about that. So one of the things that I um, have seen, so I had an office space when I first started the private practice for therapy and transitioned to the farm probably like after a year. And we exclusively do sessions out at the farm. We're like sitting under a tree. (laughs) One of the therapists that works for me 
yesterday was like, it was raining caterpillars. And I was like, surprise, therapy friends. I don't know what to tell you. So it's like, you know, sometimes it rains caterpillars and there's bugs and the wind is blowing and we have this like really beautiful blue heron that lives on the property. Like I want to befriend it. So one of these days that is my goal. Um, but it's like, you know, we have animals running around. I have a turkey pecking at their keys because all she does is cause ruckus all day long. And it's like, you're, you're outside, your feet are on the ground, you're, there's sunlight on you. And it's so different to watch people go through the journey that they go through outside. Like their yeah. nervous system literally shifts. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's I mean, it's healing being outside in nature on its mm-hmm. own. Like we didn't even do anything else. Yep. So yeah. to combine those two, I love that. That's great. Have you seen the study where it says most, well, it was, I think it was done in a, on Americans, um, where it says we spend like 96% of our day inside. So we're only spending one hour a day outside. I've not heard that, but I, Isn't that I, crazy? I totally believe it. Yeah. Makes sense. And then we wonder why we're so frazzled oh all the time. And it's like, you're afraid of nerve, not only from all this stress, because you're probably out of sync with your systems. You're not sleeping well. You're eating crappy food. Your, yeah. your job is too stressful. Your relationships are probably stressful, yeah. but you spend all of your time in a box disconnected from like life. Yeah. And, and just so overstimulated, I think it's mm, like, all the time. Oh, yeah. we, you know, we're always on screens and mm-hmm. some sort of screen. So that's just so stimulating for our nervous system. Yeah. And you're right. Like the moment we can just get out in nature, it's like our nervous system calms down yeah. and we feel more yeah. grounded. And yeah. yeah, literally, like I tell people, I did a uh, training at the fire department the other day and they thought I was some woo woo hippie, but I was like, listen, try it. And then and then respect the woo. And I told them after they run a really bad call to take their shoes off and they get back to the station, put their feet on the ground. And I'm like, it will, it will reorganize for you. And they were like, and I was like, just do it. Just try it. You're welcome. So I hope they do it because I'm going to bother them if they don't. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What What are some of the transformations that you've seen, like in incorporating this work with people? Oh my gosh. I mean, it's just the power of simple shifts. Like when you eat dinner, when you go to bed, I've had people like get off anti-anxiety meds and antidepressants. I've had people, you know, completely eliminate all like menopause symptoms. I've had people lose like 30 pounds in three months, like without even changing their diet. So yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. It's like these, these like universal principles of like how to live. Yeah. Well, based on you, like affect you in so many different ways, depending on what your issue is or what the problem is or what mm-hmm. symptoms you're experiencing. But literally it's like, like things just resolve themselves when, mm-hmm. you, are, when you kind of sync up with these rhythms of nature yeah. and you just start taking care of your body and making that more of a non-negotiable mm-hmm. part of life. And just an, and the whole idea is making it a habit. So it's like brushing yeah. your teeth, you're going to do it every single day. So it doesn't feel like, because I think a lot of, you know, mostly women are like, I, I you know, know the importance of self-care, but it's like prioritizing it. No time. Yes, no time. It's so hard. It's like, I have all these other people to take care mm-hmm. of you know, business and work and yeah. So 
it can be really challenging to just yeah. like make that a priority and make that just a non-negotiable part of your life yeah. but it pays off in every way because that yeah that's how you feel physically and mentally is gonna create a ripple yeah. to how you show up in every yeah. other part of your life mm. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. i love that so what does like a typical day look like for you so i wake up around five-ish and give or take and right away i will go drink like four cups of water warm water and just rehydrate my system flush everything out yeah it work out and or warm water because it first of all like you know it's easier on your body because it doesn't have to convert it to body temperature so it actually just like flushes through easier huh. um and I like to do like a little squeeze of lemon. So then there's, you know, it's alkaline, it's, it's detoxifying, it's great for digestion. There's all these benefits for that. But essentially you're wanting to just like create like a internal bath, like a flush. Yeah. And it helps with elimination and also helps with the digestion and just yeah. rehydrating everything. Here's a, a good way that I like to describe it. Why warm or why hot? If you had like a dry piece of leather and you put cold water on it, the water would just like roll off. But when it's warm, it actually absorbs into the leather better. Like it actually absorbs in versus like rolling off. Huh. I've never tested that, but that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. As I drink cold water. <laughs> yeah. And in Ayurveda, the cold water, it's because the whole idea in Ayurveda is like you really want to take care of your digestive, you know, we call it like the digestive fire. And the, the health of your digestion is the foundation of your health in general. Mm. We want to really like take care of your gut health and do everything that helps you keep it nice and balanced and warm and burning hot so they can fully break down your food. So yeah. when you're having some like cold water, it's that it like kind of puts out the digestive fire. So it's makes it like creating more, it's like more taxing, harder for your body to digest. Fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> I may be switching my water after this. Yeah, try it. <laughs> and it. at least room temperature. I mean, mm -hmm. to warm is like, ugh, if you're not, if you're used to drinking cold, that can be yeah. like a pretty big switch. But even just room temperature is better than mm. like cold, cold. Okay. So you wake up with your wake up. warm water and lemon and yeah. lemon. Yeah. And then I work out and that is, you know, I vary that up. Sometimes it's yoga, sometimes it's weights, sometimes it's rebounding, sometimes it's some sort of like funky mobility practice, but every day it's something. And sometimes it's like foam rolling or just stretching. And then I meditate for about 10 minutes. And then I come upstairs and I make my bulletproof coffee, which isn't necessarily Ayurvedic, but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> we can all have to be Ayurvedic. We can just no, do things yeah, I'm not a purist. I would say definitely not. I've like created my own little version of it where I'm combining from different places. Well, that's the personalization, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then I just do some journaling and just kind of looking at my day or just getting organized. And then at that point, I get ready. I like we we just installed a steam shower, which is the best thing ever. Like and a so like a sauna. As, but steam. So a sauna yeah, is usually yeah. dry, but like a, a like steam sauna or whatever. So it's like completely enclosed and there's like the jets that release the steam. <laughs> right. I'm in there and I do like an oil massage, which is an Ayurvedic practice. And it's just a real, I mean, that's 
one of the Ayurvedic practices that has so many benefits that really does help calm your nervous system. It's also really detoxifying because it moves your lymph, um, your skin. It's great for your immune system, stress, sleep. I mean, all the things. So I love, that's just like a a really beautiful self-care practice to do. And then, yeah, I get ready. And then I've got my two kids that I have to take care of and I get to work. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I, I am, you know, home most of the day and I do, I walk my dog, I get out, we have, um, like woods just steps outside of our door. So, so nice to just be able to walk outside and be in nature and get that every single day. Ooh, that sounds so like luxurious and lovely. Like, yeah, and your life should be luxurious and lovely. Like I'm a huge fan of just creating morning routines that feel like mini like yoga routines spots. Yeah, yeah and routines that feel like mini like spa nights and just how luxuriating in that and how yeah it. it can be like a but it, like I said it can be a real stretch for us as women to do that yeah. like who am I to you know oh yeah over. forget about even adding in the guilt just like <laughs> I don't have the time and it's like well right. you could wake up 15 minutes earlier yeah. I always tell people like okay open your phone Look at your screen time. <laughs> how many hours are on there? And now tell me you don't have time. <laughs> and then they're like, damn it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I just paid you to call me out. And you're like, yes, you did. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you normally start people? Like, does do they do you normally start with Yeah, I mean I don't know, where do you start? I start with lunch. <laughs> I start with Why? Are you eating lunch? Because lunch is the most important meal. And that is when, so Ayurveda is all about, again, our connection with nature. And so when you think about the middle of the day, that's when the sun is highest in the sky. So that sun is reflective of the digestive fire. So it's actually the strongest in the middle of the day. And our bile is highest. Like we have the most amount of bile, which is what breaks down proteins and fats. Mm -hmm. We want to fuel, we want to fuel ourselves adequately in the middle of the day that's actually when we should have the most calories the most protein the most fat yeah and that will give us energy and fuel for the rest of the day so we want to make sure we're eating lunch because a lot of people skip lunch or they'll just kind of like maybe snack throughout the day yeah it's a smaller thing it's a smaller meal and then well i've been eating backwards yeah most i mean most americans do yeah people in the you know in the west do and i do a lot of things wrong i think it's okay. It's all right. It's not your fault. It's like the culture that we're in. And when you don't eat enough in the day, you end up overeating at night. Mm-hmm. Right. So like the sun, when the sun goes down, our digestive ability also goes down. So the later in the day it is, the harder it is for your body to break down food. So what happens is there the the byproduct of undigested food, and Ayurveda, there's a word called ama, which just literally means like uncooked residue and like toxins <laughs> and it that is what Lunch. creates all the problems like all the symptoms that you experience are a result of this like undigested like uncooked food so it's so important that we're burning our food like we're burning it up and we're it's turning into like healthy tissues and energy yeah and if it's, not, it's creating havoc on your system it's what's making you tired and groggy and just inflamed and all the things so that's the first thing it's like eat lunch eat a big enough lunch eat enough lunch so that it sustains you until dinner time and then have dinner be a little bit more on the earlier side so that 
you're not eating late into the night so that you're not putting extra stress yeah. on your digestive system. And then you can, and then that creates a ripple effect of you're going to sleep better. You're going to wake mm-hmm. up better naturally. You're going to feel lighter and brighter and clearer when you wake up. And then you'll have time in the morning to do your morning routine. Yeah. So right. it's this, you know, domino effect of this first habit. Yeah. How it affects the rest of the rest of your habits. I expected you to say you start with um, people drinking enough water. No. Yeah. I mean, that's no. a really important one. <laughs> but that's I find like, that's just like where people mostly need, I mean, when people come to me, it's like, like you said, it's like most people are doing it backwards. Yeah. They're either skipping lunch, they're working through lunch, yeah. or they're just like having a snack here and there, or they're eating like a really big dinner or really late dinner. Or yeah. they're snacking late at night. So like all those things, it's like kind of all tied together. It's How fascinating. Yeah. But like even just, you know, moving dinner earlier and not eating late at night, that in mm-hmm. and of itself will make a huge difference. But I find in order to do that, you need to have lunch or else right. you're hungry at the end of the day. So it's just important. So you have found the first domino to be lunch. Yeah. yeah. How long do people, um, how long does it typically like take someone to go from like, hey, we're starting this process to, like, firing you, essentially. How long is that normal? To hiring me or to... I'm sorry, to, like, uh, go through this process. So, like... like, change all their habits. Yes, yes, sorry. I mean, it really... Yeah, that's okay. Everyone's... Because everyone's coming at a different place. Like, some Mm -hmm. people are already doing a lot of the things, and they just have, like, a few tweaks. Some people are doing nothing, and they have a, a lot of changes to make. Yeah. So, and it also, I think that the biggest thing that makes a difference is how much, and kind of what you said, it's like how much resistance you have to doing the thing. Yeah. Like if you're like, I don't want to go to bed early, like it's, you can suffer. You can struggle with that for like two years and not change that habit. And so it could take you two years to kind of get around to like being ready to make that change or longer. (laughs) Or it could be like, no problem. I'm ready. Like I want to, I want the results of, you know, what yeah. this can do for me, I and no resistance, and then changes happen so quickly. Yeah. So a lot of what I teach is the mental side of creating mm-hmm. changes because this is where this is like the missing piece. Most people are like, What's what should I do? Tell me what to do. Right. But they don't address what's gonna determine if they actually follow the plan or not. Right. And it's and this is even like for business, I this went through this recently with myself. It's like we always think, okay, what's the action plan? That's like the first mm-hmm. thing your mind goes. But then I, w- I was doing this recently and I was noticing I was resisting things on my action plan. I was mm-hmm. like, I need to look at this. Like what's happening here? Yeah, Why? What am I feeling when I think about doing these things? Why am I feeling that way? And just like really like removing the layers of resistance mm-hmm. and the things that are getting in the way of actually following through with what yeah. well, most of us know what to do. And that's not the problem. Okay. It's not always a knowledge gap. No, it's a mindset yeah. gap for sure. And so I, I find too, a lot of people are worried about who they'll become mm-hmm. when they leave this person. So they're like, I've been this person for, I spent my whole life getting to this person. I've been yeah. this person. Everyone knows me at this person. What is my partner going to think? Are people going to think I'm weird? Yeah. Who am I at the end of this? And that can be so scary. Totally. And I think, and I, I like to talk about it like this. It's like, you're uncomfortable now. Like yeah. right now you're unhappy and uncomfortable. But then when you think about changing, that feels also really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So 
So it's going to be uncomfortable either way. It's sure. just like this new way is uncertain and you don't know what that looks like. And there's that, yeah. like, who, like you just said, it's like, I don't know what's going to happen mm -hmm. when I become this version. Yeah. And that's like the thing that stops people because of all that uncertainty and that our brain loves certainty. Our, our brain loves to like, feel like we know what's going to happen and yeah. we know it's going to work. And mm -hmm. when, and like, that's like courage is like, you know, being able to have the courage to the most important yeah, move into the unknown and into like yeah. being willing to just question yeah. all your fears around why, you mm -hmm. know, what are you afraid of that you think is going to happen? Yeah. And, who you think you're going to become yep. and just see that they're all just usually they have no validity. Right. And they're not even likely, right. We'll just, yeah. we're like, Oh, everyone will leave me. And it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then, then I, I always say, it's like, okay, but that's, if you think that's going to happen? I would just question the quality of those relationships in the first right. place. <laughs> not every loss is a loss. Right. Right. And maybe if they're not going to come with you, then you don't need them. Anyway. Good. Yeah. I tell people like they always have a right to suffer, but I never recommend it. Yes. Like, exactly. You can do that. We can work on acceptance. Yeah. You'll change eventually, but like, why? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. have to suck. It doesn't have to suck. Totally. It can be easy yeah. and fun. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. It can be so fun when people get it right and it doesn't have yeah. to be so hard. Yeah. So a big part of it is like definitely addressing the mindset mm -hmm. and for sure thoughts and feelings that are uh, going to determine yeah. what they do or don't do. Because and... that's the big resistance, right? Like we only grow so much. We can only, we can't leap the Grand Canyon in growth. We have to walk across, but mm -hmm. every single step we take, we have to choose to keep going. And that's another thing we have to process. Like, and I find too, people will, so I talk a lot. Um, with clients about growth being a spiral staircase. Mm -hmm. So just because you work through an emotion once doesn't mean that it's never going to come back around. Yes. So they're like, you know, oh, I, I started at the beginning or I backslid or people think they took one step forward, took two steps backwards. And I'm like, you never go backwards. You just happen to be on the South side again. And the South side feels like a swamp, yeah. but you're always another floor up. Right. Totally. And things are cyclical. And I'm sure that are, are, damn it. Are you later? <laughs> I'm sure that, I don't know, maybe if that's a, um, a teaching in that practice where like things are cyclical, you you can only heal something so much as well. So we'll go through the first stage, we'll go through the second stage and emotions are the same way and growth of this is the same way. I, is that a practice in it? Yeah. And I think the brain loves to recycle old thoughts and we literally yes. have like patterns, neural oh, pathways yeah. in our brain that our brain just loves to default to. So. Just because, you know, you create a new thought or decide mm -hmm. to like do something differently doesn't mean your brain isn't going to default to that same right. old way of thinking, right. which is going to create that same emotion that then you have to process again. So absolutely. And this is why I teach like micro tiny shifts mm -hmm. because then you get the, the brain can kind of catch up with the changes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I really have to hold people back because I think we're used to this all or nothing where it's like people want to <laughs> overhaul their whole lives and right. overnight. Up. Yeah. And so that's sustainable for like three days or maybe three weeks if you're lucky. And then you just revert back to the right. whole way and nothing actually ever changes. And the yep. number one thing that people can struggle with is consistency. Yep. So it's like when you can allow it to be a little bit slower mm -hmm. and just small changes one at a time. Yeah. 
then you can allow your identity to catch up. Mm, I love that. Just establishing the new habit, even if it's teeny tiny, even if it's like seven minutes of movement in the morning. Yeah. You don't need an hour long workout, just seven minutes. You start to become someone that exercises in the morning. And then once you see yourself that way and you see yourself as a morning person, then your behaviors start to reflect that. And then you can expand on that tiny habit. But Mm -hmm. it's first like just creating that bookmark in your day of like, this is what I do at this time. Yeah. And and let it be okay with it being small because it's like we we just want to jump. We We want it to be big. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I'm like, I'm so impatient. It's like oh, yeah. a big practice for me of like learning to, you know, slow down and let that be okay and have yeah. patience. <laughs> I think we forget too that like growth compounds so that 1% becomes two becomes four, but you can't, right. you can't start at a hundred. You're so right. And people get gung ho, right? Especially if you're like yeah, working with someone you like, and then there's like, they want to impress you and and it's like, I need you to chill, like, trust the process. Yeah. I trust remember the- my first um, business coach, I don't know, six years, five years, I don't remember. But I remember me setting goal, like it was, we had like eight sessions and, you know, in the beginning she was like, you know, let's set some kind of like, what does success look, what would it look like for you? And only at the end, and I'm kind of like, am I mad at her for this or not? But she like wrote down all the things I said yeah. and I obviously it was like just ridiculous to achieve in that <laughs> amount of time and she was like yeah you know when you said all that I was like mm, this doesn't really feel that realistic yeah but she didn't want to and I get it like she didn't want to be like that's not realistic and like kind of pull, hold me down yeah. um but like I had all these and I, yeah. I still do this I get into like unrealistic expectations and then feel disappointed and then like yeah. you know well, what's the phrase? Like we underestimate what we can, oh, we overestimate what we can do in a month, but underestimate what we can do in 10 yeah. years. Yes. And I think that's so true. Like, and I'll do the same thing with my to-do list for the day. Like yeah, <laughs> today I was like, I'm going to do this and this and that. that, 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 that. And yeah. I was like, bitch, you know that you ain't going to do all that. I know. So learning. And I look at I'm like, well, that's a lot. And then I'm like, no, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Why? Yeah, and I teach this, and I still fall into that same. Just, oh, yeah, we're yeah. human, right? If yeah. listen, if your coach pretends to be perfect and always follow okay. what they're saying, like, yeah. they're, they're a lying. gifter. <laughs> they're lying to you and to yeah. themselves, probably. Yeah, and I think oh. it's I do attract people that have those similar, like perfectionistic. I have a lot oh, of like, sure. perfectionists or like just high, like overachievers, or you know, just very driven yeah which is, you know that's often what you because people are like hungry to change yeah and grow and, yeah hmm. and I think you know I think there's a lot to be said for like our journey becoming someone else's roadmap yes like we like, go through things I think we go through things for I think everything has its place right I don't want to sound invalidating I think everything has its place and we choose what to do with what happens to us so, you know, if you go through hell and you come out the other side, I think it's worthwhile to turn around and say, here's how I got out of hell. Mm-hmm. Not that you have to, right? We don't have to do anything except for die eventually, but I'll say that. Yeah. So you, so you normally start with lunch and then from lunch, it tends to build the rest of mm-hmm. fascinating. So are there any like hard, 
hard yeses or nos. It sounds like a big, one of the hard yeses is like tune in with nature, listen to your body, honor your needs. What are some of like the... It's funny because it's like, it's completely the opposite. The answer to oh. every question in Ayurveda is it depends. <laughs> so there are no hard yeses and nos. There's, it's really like something is either a poison or medicine depending yeah. on who it is or what it's for or like the context. Sure. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, I have some hard yeses and no's in my own life. That's like what I... You're snorting cocaine. I don't know. That that's terms of, you know, what I help people with in general, it's like, for me, sugar is a problem. Yeah. And it's not like you have to be 100% sugar free, but it's like, definitely take out 99% of it. Yeah. And so it, there's like things that I know are just, makes such a big difference that mm -hmm. I'm like really... We uh -huh. make those yeah. encouraged no's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just like one example, but in general, no, I mean, it's like what, and, and I also approach it from like, what do you want to change? I'm not going to like, yeah, right. any shit is on you and what are you ready to change right now? And let that be enough and let yeah, that be a question and make the changes that you are already excited about making yeah. and to make and let's like create a doable roadmap for you to yeah. actually make those changes yeah. so that they are sustainable and they are you know permanent and it's not just like this yeah all or nothing like do it for three months and then go back to what you were doing before and then I find like you know at the next level you might be ready for something else but mm -hmm. not to, you can't force anything like you have to truly yeah. have the desire to do it yeah and you can for a short time, but like the energy that it takes is just so exhausting. And then people wonder right. why they're burned out all the time. And it's like, hello. And then the other thing I do, it's like, okay, what do you want to make? But then like, what are things that you know you need to make, but you're not necessarily ready for? And mm -hmm. then can we start to shift the thinking around yeah. that? And so we kind of work with the mind first before yeah. the behaviors and then when the mind is changed, then the behaviors change naturally. So it's yeah. like, you know, it's like the, it happens almost automatically. So yeah. it's, there's no forcing, there's no willpower, there's no like making yourself do something that you really don't want to do. It's like, how can we get you there to a place of mm -hmm. wanting to do it and, you know, being ready. And then. I love that. Yeah. It's so empowering. Because yeah. it's always their choice, right? And it's always honoring them and their space and their capacity and their willingness. And that is, that's so transformational. So when coaches talk about like, you know, holding space and being prescriptive, it's like, yeah. that's the point. Mm -hmm. It's saying you're the driver here. Like you're, you're it because you're going to leave at some point. You know what I mean? Like coaches step out, therapists step out. And at the end of the day, it's you. Yeah. So how do we get you to the point you want to be in? Yeah. And I think that's such a big part of Ayurveda is learning to have, using this, the, the skill of self-awareness to mm. put into your body, your intuition, your deep desires, mm. your purpose, and I think developing self-trust is a mm. huge part of it because we're so used yeah, to yes. culture, like asking the expert or asking the coach or asking the Google or like going out <laughs> for, yeah. for the information versus yeah. like being mm -hmm. a self-referral and using our own resources first and then exhausting those and then going out. 
Yeah. Like, I, for me, it's like, that's been a huge thing that I've had to work on is yeah, just not trusting that I have the answers myself and always mm-hmm. feel like I need, they're outside of me. So yeah. I think a good coach actually like brings you back to developing your own self-trust yeah. and, you know, having your own back and deciding what is best for you and then yeah. continuing to like just do be, that. <laughs> Keep doing that. Yeah. 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 I and I don't know about you, but I have found that people always know. They oh, yeah. always, always they may at first say, I don't know. And I'm like, bet you lying. Yeah. But they always know. And then I say, okay, what's your best guess? And they it's the right answer. And I'm yeah. like, okay, do that. Great. And they're yeah. like, all right, I'll just do that. And I'm like, <laughs> great. <laughs> Yeah. And I think we always do the things that we actually want to do anyway. Like it always, right. right. It's always the right answer. Right. Right. Always. Yeah. Never the wrong answer. We always know. We just think we don't. Yeah, exactly. And I I think saying that when we say, I don't know, we, it's like, we almost, we block ourselves from Mm. accessing our own intuition or own wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. So even, I love that. Like I do the same thing. It's like, I don't allow them to say I don't know it's like you if you did know what would it be I yeah I say what's your best guess and then they're like damn it and I'm like love you answer the question totally and that just you know it doesn't require you to ever develop that self-trust when you are Mm. when When you're outsourcing it yeah yeah for sure how do people find you if they're like we love this chick one hundo (laughs) <laughs> yeah my name just everywhere uh i have a website with just my name donna scogland uh i'm on instagram donna scogland facebook i have a facebook group called the gross Drama community all the places just my name yeah Ooh, we love <laughs> and if let's say they listen to this whole podcast as they should because it was <laughs> yes yeah now i like i'm gonna go i'm gonna ask you for like recommendations for okay. beta because Fascinating. Yep. <laughs> and I bet there's some podcasts. I will find them. And I'm just gonna listen to your other podcasts. Mm-hmm. And then that's a great plan. Um, so if they forget everything that we said, yeah, and you want them to remember one thing, what would that be? Hmm. If you can take like two minutes a day to just close your eyes and check in with and just ask your body. What do you need today? <laughs> and develop that relationship with yourself where you're just doing that. Because your body is always communicating with you. And when you're just taking a moment to intentionally listen and to be in your body, I think that is one of the most powerful practices you can do. And that is Ayurveda right there. That is it. Like Ayurveda, the word for health and Ayurveda is Svasta, which means to be seated in the self. And that's like taking a moment to sit with yourself, in yourself, in your body, and just ask your body, what do you need from me today? Okay, <laughs> we're just gonna end on that. Like, oh, your info will be in the show notes, y'all. Yes, yes, okay, you are, you are a beautiful human. Thank you for like pouring into us for the last hour. Thank you for having me, it was fun. You are a doll.